Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 24 of the IntelliCast Podcast. My name is Adam Jolly and joining me as always is my co-host, Brian Lamar. Hey Adam, how's it going? I'm doing so good. It's yeah. gorgeous outside. Like yeah. The last couple of days have been so great in Cincinnati. Perfect days. Unbelievable. I have a running argument with some friends of mine about yeah. what a perfect day is. Uh-huh. And we always argue over it because it's like one degree too hot or sure. too many clouds, but it's pretty freaking close to perfect. Yeah, what's your perfect temperature? 77. That's mine. Oh, my God. Oh, let's end the show. That's why we got a podcast together. Changing the name of it. No more IntelliCast. It's called 77 and uh, Overcast. Uh, as always, IntelliCast is brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. You can reach us. Um, on Twitter, EMI underscore research, IntelliCast1. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly. Um, and if you want to become a guest on the podcast, if you have a show idea, you have a Mount Rushmore, you have a news topic, you have a rant, you can reach us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Um, you want to kick off with the bad news? Yeah, let's do that. Great. Um, so if you listened to last week's, uh, it was a great, yeah. I thought it was a great podcast. <laughs> Amazing podcast. Right. Um, got a lot of feedback from mm-hmm. last week's podcast, mainly of people telling us the things we were wrong about. <laughs> By the way, we love the feedback, any feedback. We get a yeah. lot of, hey, you messed this fact up. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever even been to Australia before. <laughs> like, no, I haven't. I don't need to know to know that your government's screwy. That was a really good Australian impression. Like, that's my, that most people go, with, <laughs> ay, 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 and I just go, hey, we got more snakes and we got people. That was pretty good. I like kangaroos. <laughs> That's my Australian. <laughs> That's good. Uh, but we made some mistakes. First mistake. Uh, we were talking about Bain purchasing Cantar, or they purchased 40% of Cantar, 60% of yes. Cantar for $4 million. Billion. More, more corrections. Yeah. Uh, we were speaking about Bain, and we kind of lumped all Bains together. <laughs> we lay, We put... Bain Capital with Bain and Company yeah. with Bain, the villain from Spy- from Batman. All the Banes were together. Uh, the Bane of our existence. It really was the Bane of our existence. And uh, for that, we apologize. <laughs> Bain Capital which is what purchased Cantar, not the uh, management consulting firm Bain and Company. Yeah. Um, and a listener that I'm... I would say we're kind of friends with. Uh, he mentioned a way to keep to keep it straight is that uh, Mitt Romney was the Bain Capital guy. He oh. has his mittens on it. He says, I thought that was funny. So they're not just giving you feedback. They're giving you a fun little anecdote to keep yeah. it straight. Yes. That's good feedback. Kind of nice, right? Yeah, send more anecdotes. That was the uh, the Northern Roddy Knowles is the one who told me that one. I thought he was good. Oh, the Northern. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the Southern Roddy Knowles. I don't know who that could be. Uh, told me that my next point was wrong, and that is that basically I don't know what first party day is. <laughs> so, for the listeners, Brian, what is first party data? Well, first party data is really kind of what we do in survey research. Okay. We contact people. They fill out a survey. That's first party data. That's new data, first party, from the person, from the source, right? Correct. <laughs> Where I got wrong is that I was saying so – First party data, kind of how a lot of people use it now is like normally you would append information that someone has already given you. Yeah. So like they say, they take a survey on, I don't know, like how much on their laundry and then you append onto it like their income or something like that, right? Yeah. That's where I was, 
initially going. And then I was so angry, blinded by my anger. Yeah. I started talking about a pending like prism and mosaic and stuff like that, which isn't first party data. Correct. That is third party data? Third party yeah. data. And what's second party data? Don't know. But by the way, I Googled this after Roddy reached out to you. I'm like, huh, difference between Southern Roddy. Roddy. I'm not saying it's Roddy. Yeah, Southern Roddy. Southern Roddy noise. No, I'll say Yeah, someone from Dynata reached out and said we were wrong. And I Googled first party data, second party data, third party data, and a blog came up. Had a great image of the difference, and I put it on the screen, see around Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, oh, there's a blog. And, I read, and who was the blog from? Yeah. Southern Roddy. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, he, about a year ago, he put a blog up about this very topic. That's wild. So it's like I came in to work, and um, I guess I came in on Monday because I was out Thursday and Friday. And I saw that on like we have um, – if you've never been in our offices, we have a lot of like these large TVs. And the, the slide was in the rotation that telling the difference between first, second, and third-party data. Giggle. And I laughed because the day before, I tried to make something similar for LinkedIn with a picture oh. of Bane from Batman. Yes. The logo of Bane and company and the logo of Bane Capital. But yours is a lot more smarter than mine. Well, I don't know about that. Um, but anyway, yeah. First-party so- data. This is what we get for all the news that came out. We run in here and try to do a quick yeah. podcast. And yeah, we screwed a couple things up. Yeah, but couple. what's the ratio of things we got right versus things we got wrong? I mean, you didn't you didn't get the B story wrong. Never. <laughs> I thought I'd, I mean, bring the pool. I've never, never been errors. wrong about things you got to the pool. I've never been wrong about getting stung by bees or fireworks or Kentucky. getting Kentucky, random Kentucky facts, finding money in Pepsi cans. Yeah, that was a fact. Those are all things that have happened. We fact-checked those. It did lead me to, I was talking with a buddy of mine last week about the Pepsi can thing. And uh, remember, this is a side story, but remember when Pepsi, when cans and bottles first started getting into like the widening of openings? Yeah. Do you remember how small the opening yeah. on a can of Coke used to be? Our mouths, as our American mouths got right. larger. And they used to call them big mouths, <laughs> yeah. right? A yeah. wide mouth. Yeah. And even like the bottle, yeah. like a bottle, like you yes. get like a wide mouth bottle. Because yeah. we just, we needed it faster in our systems. What, what a great analogy for American obesity. And I want to <laughs> say it started with like Mountain Dew. Probably Mountain Dew. Yeah. Could be a Pepsi thing trying to differentiate themselves from Coke. But you're never going to, that was a thing I saw on a, if you imagine just working at Pepsi, knowing you're never going to be number one. How frustrating is that? Probably. Shout out. That brings us to our sponsor for the market research news, Pepsi. (laughs) The taste of a new generation. So are we, are we done with the corrections? Uh, I think so. I think, I mean, do you have any misrepresented anyone, especially Bain or Cantar or Dainata? Yeah. That was part of that conversation. We apologize. Oh, hundred percent. Sorry to friends of ours. We joke around sometimes. Yeah. And that's what I would say. I I want, I think after I say everything now, I'm going to (laughs) say I could be wrong. (laughs) Then you cover yourself. Right. Then you're okay. Right. Yeah. Or allegedly. Or you get what I'm trying to say. That's a good one. Yeah. Allegedly, one of the Banes bought one of the Cantars. <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, current events. Anything going on in the world right now? It's, sports are horrible. The, you want to talk about the Mueller uh, test? <laughs> I guess. That was great. It was great. I don't know why uh, everybody's so salty about it. I thought it was okay. I mean, I don't. I it's guess just, you, we didn't know our expectations, right? I don't want to get too political, but that's fine. When both sides are mad at the same right? time, then it probably I don't know. Maybe something we've done something really right or really wrong. What makes me sad is like when you're younger, when you see people that are like the head of CIA and all of these like incredible positions, 
they could be just some schlep off the street. That's what kind of I've learned yeah. in my older age. It's Agreed. Like, <laughs> it's, he, he served this country. He's a great man. He's old. But, I mean, come on. What's he doing? It's it's wild to me. Like yesterday turned into a clip fest. Yeah. Where basically, it, it was like the sports center yes. of a trial. Yeah. And either side of yes. whatever you wanted your narrative to be, you could pick a clip that you would had, support something. You had 20 talking points right. and clips from either yeah. side. Yeah. So everybody won. Sports center culture. That's what I like yeah, to call it. Everyone won and everybody lost. Yeah. 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 What, do I feel different today? No. And I have my own interpretation, but I don't feel any different today than I did yesterday right. going into it. Right. Yeah. Anyway. That's the big news. I guess that's the big news. That we have a debate news. coming soon, which hopefully we'll talk about. Yeah, and who's going to be eligible for this thing? <laughs> well, right well, now, is there six right that are eligible? Because you either have there's only six that have the fundraising requirements and the polling requirements right now, and then there's people that yeah. don't have the polls and don't like have one or the other, and then there's people that aren't are going to get anywhere well, close. Well, they did like a live drawing, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Like, of the two night thing. I yeah. I'm, this wasn't on our no, <laughs> yeah, let's, topic. Let's go with it. So sure. I'm hundred percent prepped to discuss it, but I know it's coming soon. I think next week, the 31st and the first, maybe I'm yeah. looking at Brian Peterson can still know. Um, I love the big debates. Um, I don't know who's going to be against two. I'm not sure if there's only six people. I'm hoping all 20 of them. I, all 20 of them, I yeah. want all 20 of them as long as possible. I just think it's better. It's well, I think that when we start, we don't start working people down until September. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, a year before yeah. the election seems right. like a good time to <laughs> cut people out. Yeah. Um, what do what we think about the Democratic thing? Like, are there two? Like, it seems like as much worry as there's been about all the noise about how many people that were running, it really is like six, seven people that even matter, right? Yeah, every time you think that one of the new candidates comes along, you're like, oh my gosh, this is the next huge star. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they say something dumb and like, oh, they're back in ninth place. Well, they're done. Right. So like, usually uh, the cream kind of rises at the top. And you know, I think a lot of the people are kind of running for 2024, 2028, I guess. Uh, I 100% agree with yeah. you. Like this is to put the, like this is where you put the qualifying your credentials. Right. Yeah. And that's what like, like think about like a Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete is you know, perfect. Skyrockets up to like third yeah. and then He's not quite gets there yet. Shot by the police at his hometown. He's dropped out of fifth, and you're like, okay, let's right. look at 2024. Yeah, he, yeah, he's so young, and same thing with like Beto. Yeah, they're both so young. They're getting their name out there now. They're going to be, regardless of how they end this up, as long as they don't do anything too stupid, they're going to be one of the top name recognition in the entire party. And they were very young people. They've got a lot of elections left to run. I mean, that's yeah. if you look at Joe Biden in the 70s, those guys are in their 30s or early 40s. They've got like Even what? Harris isn't too old. I mean, no, she's from early forties. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. So there's there's like seven more presidential cycles these people can run. It's true. <laughs> we just kind of interesting to think about. It's kind of wild. Uh, that we'll talk more about this maybe in our next episode. Yeah. So that leads me to uh, we have a new product from the IntelliCast Podcast Network. Yep, that works. Is that what we're gonna say? Yeah, okay. the, the IPN. Uh, and that is, uh, we have a new podcast starting in the next couple of weeks. Um, it's going to run through the 2020 general elections. Uh, we don't have a name yet, uh, which will probably be something we talk about next week. Cause I have like, I have thrown up like 30 names. I hope you're documenting these names. Yeah. Okay. I had one yesterday that was super inappropriate, but, um, it's uh, the election spinoff show. It's going to be hosted by Adam Dietrich, who we've had on the podcast many times. He is our political expert. He did uh, the election night podcast last yeah. year with us. Um, the live taping, the 
studio show. Yeah, the yeah. studio show that we did last year. Um, and he's going to be our guest next week to kind of talk more about the details about this upcoming uh, spinoff podcast of ours. What yeah, me and, you, me and you kind of dabble in politics. I think we're interested in politics. Sure. We're certainly not the biggest experts in the world. And Adams is. That's his passion. Yeah. He used to work on the Hillary campaign. He would tell you this story. And he just thinks politics all the day long, kind of like Adam and I do with sports yeah. <laughs> and pop culture. But Adam is just really into it. And so I can't wait for his podcast to start. Ah, it's going to be so good. It yeah. actually, I actually got a little taste last week. So uh, I mentioned at the end of the last podcast that I had Friday afternoon free in New York. And so uh, I was with Adam and we we're just like looking at somebody who goes, I got a guy we can talk to. It'll be a lot like the podcast. I was like, okay. And so he calls up this guy. We go to a coffee shop in the Upper West Side of that pieces of You Got Mail were filmed in. It was basically like Nora Ephron's backyard. We both got some cookies, some dainty desserts, and some coffee. And then uh, Luke Thompson came. Uh, so if you don't know Luke Thompson, he's a little bit under the radar in the weeds type guy. He uh, is a Republican blogger, supporter. He runs a lot of campaigns. Um, he ran the Right to Rise pack uh, that was really big yeah. for Jeb Bush. Um, he's done a lot of other things. Most recently, I think he, he kind of outed, um, uh, AOC, um, hiring her boyfriend on the staff. Yeah. Um, that was him oh, that did that. Okay. And like, he wrote that, uh, medium article, um, super smart with pockets, very, has run many campaigns, um, no survey research, like the back of his hands, oh, wow. really smart. It uses a lot of survey research, um, and like an online type things too, not just phone. Yeah. Um, we've talked to him about like uh, texting, polling. We've talked oh, to him wow. about, like the dude is smart. He's amazing about I three sixty voter list, all this stuff. Uh, I think we can get him as a podcast guest. Where we sat for like an hour and a half talking about that's uh, like, awesome. Everything from like Mark Sanford to I mean, it was it was wild. The names yeah. that we were talking about and how connected he is. Um, he's got like sixteen thousand Twitter followers. Oh, hey, so that's something. Yeah. Um, but You're kind of was, a behind the scenes political guy. That's a lot for sure. But it was it was awesome. Like I really got an idea of what the podcast is going to be like. Just talking about survey research, polls, their accuracy. What are we doing to find people? What are we doing to accurately predict things? A little bit of real politics. Yeah. Like policy type stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I think we ended talking about uh, Kansas basketball. Yeah, cool. For like the last 20 minutes. And I imagine there'll be a lot of that mixed in too. So yeah, really awesome. excited about this. Uh, but we'll talk more about it next week uh, with Adam Dutrick as our guest. Uh, let's do a Mount Rushmore. All right. Does that sound cool? We're going to do two Mount Rushmores this week. Uh, both of them provided by producer Brian. Both of them. You know what? Trust. <laughs> It's the biggest thing. He's killing it. You just got to trust your employees, hire good people, and trust them to do jobs. Uh, the first one, let's go. My One of my favorite things, and one of the things that happens a lot in the summertime is road trips and travel. Yeah. And so Brian had this great idea. Actually, our um, database manager, the person that does a lot of our Tableau and connects our systems together, just went on a huge West Coast road trip with his family. And so we have Mount Rushmore of road trip activities. Yeah. Do you want to get started? You want to start? Yeah. Go ahead. First one, <laughs> getting lost. Good activity. That's yeah. good. I love getting lost when you don't – like it's, it's a mindset. And maybe this is like – people can learn from this maybe. Yeah. When you're going on a road trip, people, some people get lost and it freaks them out, panic attack, ruins their day. I love getting lost because that's when you find like little hole-in-the-wall places yeah. and you know fun stories often get told when, oh, then we were lost and then you know cr- this crazy thing happened. I try to embrace getting lost. I love that one. That's a great one. Uh, my first one is ranking game. 
Oh, yeah. This is something me and my friends have always done. And that's like, we'll throw out a topic and try to come up with a top 10. And you know, it's very similar to the Mount Rushmore yeah. thing that we're playing right now. Yeah. But it's one of my favorite things to do uh, when doing on a road trip is just ranking things or listing things. Uh, and I think about like you and I took a road trip yeah. last summer to Nashville yeah. and like went through all the major sports, yeah. the champions. And we got back to like the like late sixties well, with a lot of teams. It was say amazing. We, it's really you. Remember you can name off like every team that won a title to the eighties and like pretty much any sport. I almost had no help. Um, in my youth, I could have named them all off, but it's a gift and curse. Yeah. Just imagine like what that space in my brain could have. All right. Right. Yeah. Why well, know who won the, the Tigers won the 84 world series? Maybe you shouldn't. Right. Something Man. Else. Yeah. Trammell and Maddock. I know. Yeah. Um, so that's mine. The ranking list game. Uh, you want to do snake it? I'll do another one. Uh, color cars. You ever play this game? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Everyone in the car picks out two different colors and then you try to count to 50 or a hundred cars that are either in the same, going the same direction or going the opposite direction of that same car. And then the winner wins. Yeah. Stupid game, but passes at the time. Easy for any age. Yeah. Another one of mine is to find something, the local thing. You know what I mean by the local thing? Yeah, I get so you. So, like, you, you're yeah. traveling around, and they're like, some little town might be famous for something. I want to find the local thing that they're famous for and spend some time doing that, even no matter how ridiculous it is. Sure. I hope it's ridiculous. Like, I what's the little thing, thing in Marietta, Georgia? Are, are, there a, are you? I don't know the joke. Are, is there a joke there? The giant chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh. Come on, man. You set me up. I did. Yeah. That is exactly right. So if you're in Marietta, Georgia, this is about the third or fourth time we've talked about it. I know. There's a giant chicken. And so if you drive through there, everybody knows the giant chicken. Sure. We were in Roswell, Georgia. I don't even think that's close to Marietta. No. And we were like, hey, is this the giant chicken? I was just joking around. She's like, no, the giant chicken's over there. <laughs> yeah, she's like, it's 11 miles if you go left. That's a perfect example of like the thing. That's what Mary is saying in my head. That's what they're thinking. Ah, oh, that's great. You got, one, you got another one? You got two um, more, right? I'm, well, this is a weird one. I, for some reason, love random grocery stores. Okay, yeah. So if I'm going... Like an IGA, like a smaller yeah, grocery? Yeah. Exactly. Like whatever their local thing is, mm-hmm. I like to kind of go to the grocery store and see what it's like. Now, that's, I know that's really weird, but mm-hmm. like, oh, how's it set up? What kind yeah. of brands of this do you have? Do you have a deli? Oh, look at that. I always try to go to the grocery store. That's a great one. Uh, my next one is snack shopping. So similar. Yeah. But I feel like a lot... I put a lot into what type of snacks I get. Uh, I have there To me, there's four categories of snack shopping. There is protein. Which yeah. is usually like a beef jerky yeah. type scenario. Yeah. There is sweet. Yep. There is salty. Yeah. And What's then for the sweets, there's actually it branches out. You have chocolate one way, yeah. sour fruit the other way. Yeah. And I always get something from each of those four categories. Oh wow. Yeah. Very methodical. So usually like a spicy sweet beef jerky, um, Skittles, sour Skittles, strawberry for the fruit side, um, raisinets for the chocolate because they don't melt very easily. Yeah. Or M&Ms. Um, that's another thing you got to take into account with road trips. I can't get a Reese cup. It's going to melt all over the place. Oh yeah. And then the salty thing is usually some fad Dorito, Funyun, whatever thing. Okay. There you go. What about, do you like the tasty cakes? Do you know tasty cakes? I do love tasty cakes. You know, yeah. I love, uh, the pies. Yeah. You know, the filled pies. Love yeah. them. Oh man. For a dollar, it's one of the best. Yes. Yeah. Um, my last one would be a diner. It's kind of a basic one, but I love going to little diners on road trip. Um, hit up some hole in the wall when I'm lost, hopefully, and hit up a diner. Get a piece That's of pie. Ah, nice. oh, that sounds nice. Yeah. We got a pie. Uh, we were in the middle of nowhere, North Carolina. 
a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. We went to a coffee shop. It was like oh, yeah. kind of off campus, uh, from an ACC school in the South. Yeah. And, uh, we, we bought pieces of pie. It was so good. I had a peach buttermilk. What did you have? I don't remember. It was like a latte. Yeah, it was a latte cream something. or yeah. something. Oh, we shared gosh. a pie in, in Austin, Texas as well. Yeah, we did. With yeah. Tony Brown. Yeah. Pecan pie. Ah, oh, so good. <laughs> That's twice this year we've shared Love pie. that. My last one, and this is a weird one. This kind of leads us to the um, Adam's childhood stories. For some reason, when I was a kid, I always remember doing this and only doing this in the car with uh, my parents and my sister, and that is wet willies. That, that's one of your favorite. That's a road, road trip, trip activity, activity to me, and I like pass it. No, because it's disgusting. <laughs> but I always remember being in a car, whatever car we had at the time, and us like it was like a competition to like give each other wet willies, especially like whoever was driving to get them. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if somebody's sleeping, to give them a you wet have willy. To when it's so gross. If you don't know what a wet willy is, it's when you um, put your finger in your mouth to get it wet, and then put said finger in someone else's ear. It is disgusting. <laughs> It's so horrible. That's why I'm not passing it to my kids. You could probably go to jail for that now. Ah, I'm surprised there wasn't horrible accidents. Right. And uh, I just, I remember that like every road trip was like some kind of competition where we could give each other wet willies and uh, I'll never pass it on to my children. Ugh. Disgusting. Plus their ears are gross. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Boys. Ugh. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's go to the market research news of the week. Uh, So first we'll talk about uh, Schlesinger Partners. Schlesinger uh, partnered with private equity group Gage Capital. Gouge. Allegedly, allegedly Gage Capital. Gouge Capital for. Uh, Some would say Gage Capital. Yeah, for uh, financial and strategic support. Uh, we don't know what the investment was. No. We just know basically that Schlesinger, uh, which is a privately held firm, has taken on some PE. Yes. Uh, Schlesinger, um, if you're not familiar, is one of, if not the largest qualitative research firm in North America, and they're international as well. And so this is a deal. Is it a big deal, a small deal? What are your thoughts? I think it's an interesting deal, and it okay. kind of lends itself to all the other stuff going on in the industry with just equity money kind of falling in lots of different places. Um, so I think this is good. Good for them. Schlesinger is a pretty big name. We know they've hired a few people that we know of from other companies. Uh-huh. Um, so I wonder if that was part of it, but they're trying to grow, trying to expand. That's never a bad thing. And so uh, I think they're on the board at Schlesinger and um, good for them. That's awesome. Yeah. I like this move uh, mainly. Well, cause I think it helps everybody. Obviously I yeah. think it's always good when I think it's always good when the big gets bigger because it helps them, they move the industry forward. Yeah. And so um, one of our other stories is going to kind of talk about this, but I expect now that Schlesinger has more private equity to invest more into technology, I expect them to innovate more, I expect them to grow and do more things besides just sitting in that qual thing. Yeah. I think so, for so many people, when they think of a qual market research shop, they just think of like folks group facilities and a lot yeah. of big cities that you go to like near the airport. And uh, this allows Schlesinger, they already do more than that. It allows them to do more. Um, it also for me helps as like a, as a privately owned company ourselves yeah, um, to know that there's money out there and there's people investing into our industry. And um, that's always like, you always are, have your finger in the air, your wet willy finger in the air, like trying to catch the breeze, like where the yeah. industry is going, what's the growth. And you see like a gold report that's like, uh, it's up like 2%. You're like, shit, yeah. that kind of, I don't know about that. Uh, but this lets you know that there is more growth opportunities out there and an yeah. investment into our industry is a good thing. Yeah. Very good. Uh, speaking of qualitative research, 
2020 Research has launched the Qualink 4.0 proprietary API technology, integrates the quant surveys and other online data resources programmatically with its Qualboard 4.0 solution. The reason why this is news to me and not just a plug for 2020 Research is that it's another advancement in technology for a qual thing, a qual company. Um, And it is kind of a hybrid. It's, It's them not staying in just the qual lane. Right, them using technology to combine quant and coal, kind of giving you a, a more holistic um, solution for market research and using technology. Mm-hmm. And, and another reason why I bring it up is because it is a privately held company. Yeah. Right. And so for a, a privately held company to be able to invest in that themselves and push it forward is huge news. And this is, uh, it kind of leads me to your LinkedIn post this week. Oh. So, what was your LinkedIn post this week that you posted? You had some questions in it as well. Well, I- originally just did a, just a question that was like, hey, what's going on with Cantar uh, and Dynata? And there's a Schlesinger and there's all this kind of news. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people were like, I don't know, first of all, it's weird about LinkedIn. I put something like, I, put, I spend weeks on a blog and I, no one reads it. And then I just write a question that I just haphazardly writing on there and I get like, you know, 100 likes and 30 right. comments. Which by the way, <laughs> I'll pause you there. Here's yeah. the thing that gets me is like you write and there's definitely questions where you're engaging one and open-ending comments back yeah. and for someone just to like it. Yeah. Like, why are you liking a question? Yeah, comment. Just answer. What? This is the minimum. Right. Just to like, I saw it was oh, like, like my oh, question? You, got, oh, you got 56 likes. Cool. Right. right. What are you liking a question for? Answer the question. Right. That's what I want. I'm not asking to boost up my dopamine. Right. Anyway, so, so that got I, me this week. Then I started like, well, I, I couldn't believe this. I mean, I, we, you and I do news as part of our jobs, not just yeah, a I'm a journalist. Yes. As part of our job is to kind of understand trends and news in the industry. And so, uh, so many people were like, oh, I had no idea, like about the Dynato news, which for us is like huge news, for right? Sure. Yeah. Kantar is giant news. And so I just wrote a quick summary. It wasn't, wasn't really an opinion piece. It was just, here's all that's happened this year in terms of uh, mergers, acquisitions, and news. That's really it. I love it. Um, I think from that, one of the things that comments had had people were like, well, it's never bad when the giants get bigger or something or when the giants grow. And I, I wonder if like the growth of the giants and how much news they get. And you think about Cantar, like it was good publicity for Cantar to be up for sale by all those people. Right. And then to get bought by Bain Capital on that and then Dynata buying. And I think like it goes back to the session, like investment into our industry is always yeah. a good thing. And if you are a privately held company like 2020, like we've seen grow leaps and bounds. And now like you are yeah. succeeding enough to where you can invest into this technology. Yep. Who knows, maybe somewhere down the line, they can get some PE numbers. I, I you know, like they can see yeah. themselves as innovative. I don't know where they were in the grit report, but they should be really high Yeah, absolutely. for what they do. I mean, I think we preached that last year, like where I is in 2020 in the top 10 here. Yeah. Uh, I think that's huge news. It's yeah. really good. I like it. And also, I lived in a kind of a qual quant world for like 10 years. So I supported like brands that didn't have a huge budget and couldn't do full quant research. So they would do studies with base sizes of like 75, which is like a weird base size because it's too many people for like qual and it's too few for some real quant reads. Yeah. And so I did that for years. And so I love when, when people try to bridge the gap between like qualitative research and quantitative research, which traditionally has been horribly separated. Yeah. Like you're either qual or quant and qual people don't really get quant people and quant doesn't don't really get qual. When, once that starts bridging, I like, I really like it because at the end of the day, it's just research. And if 2020 is building something that can kind of help bridge that gap between qual and quant, big fan of it. Big fan. Huge. Uh, and let's wrap it up in news. Uh, <laughs> I'll save that next one for if something else happens. Okay. Um, hey, some news. Shout outs. 
to EMI. Uh, the Wire, Women in Research, Best Places to Work shortlist was announced. We're on it. Oh. There are 22 finalists for this award. The winner will be handed out at SMR this year in September. Um, pretty awesome to be on this list, right? Two years in a row. Two years in a row. We were runner-up last year for this award. Oh. What, what do we do this year to become to move from second to first, you know? Uh, did we hire more? I feel like there's a lot more women that work in our office Let's now. Hire some men, hire some women. I will say, <laughs> um, I think that, well, yeah, I'll give a little pitch for EMI about, or about what Wire meant. I think in the last year, Wire has really taken off, or in the last year and a half, I guess, Wire has really taken off as far as its influence and impact. Yeah. I think it really stuck to me with IIEX in 2018 yeah. down in Atlanta. I noticed it was like a huge, a big following, and now it just keeps growing and growing. It has been such a support system. One of the greatest things I think they do is their mentor program. Yes. Um, you know, helping kids right out of college find somebody that they can support with or find, you know, and then teaching them certain things like how to negotiate, teaching them like job skills, you know, those kind of soft skills that I think we all kind of take for granted. Um, and it helps everyone, not just women, um, yep. and accept everyone, not just women. And it is an awesome learning educational thing. It, Wired does what I hope companies like or organizations like the insights association smr would always do Absolutely. like they have a standard and their their objective really is to leave something better than how they found it and yeah. uh it's not just cocktail parties at every major conference so um i love wire it's an it, uh, sounds so cheesy and corny to say that it's an honor just to be nominated but it really is to have a relationship yeah. i think in the last year we've done our best to try to go to as many wire events as possible including leading the one here in cincinnati having yeah. someone speak on the panel for their um at mrmw as well yeah. for that wire panel so uh, i love wire and I, man i wish it all the best well said um i'm a big fan of wire as well so kudos to chris and luck and the whole team it's a big mm-hmm. team i think at wire and a lot of corporate backing about they just go from city to city and have happy hours and information sharing and speakers and it's just a great i mean they filled a gap that we really needed in yeah. the industry so not just the women part of it but just an industry the industry kind of needed this i think so yep. i would recommend anyone i would recommend anybody listening to join wire, wire male or female we had a new employee start last week one of the first things i told her join wire get on the newsletter and start yep. trying to attend events because for the most part they're free i mean you know they 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 accept a little bit of small donation to help them. So this is a nonprofit, but I think it's, they've done just an amazing job. I'll always try to attend the wire events. if I'm in the city where they're held yeah. and I love how they've partnered with conferences. So most conferences you go to, there's going to be probably a wire event that, yeah. and it's just, they're just fun and laid back and casual, but still might have some really cool speakers and you'll mm-hmm. get something out of it professionally. It is awesome. Um, I think I'm trying to go to one in September in Boston. An event. Um, I always am looking at the events page to see like, is there someone near where I can go and you can plan a day and then do a wire event that night. It's really awesome. Uh, so that's wire. That's it's a whole thing. And hopefully um, this little endorsement helps us uh, win this year. <laughs> so, um, Brian, do you have a rant this week? I don't think I do have a rant. Really? Yeah. I'm in a good mood. So no rants today. I'll, I'll, I'll come next week. The rant. I'm trying to think if I'm mad about anything. Um, not really. A couple of things get on my nerves over the weekend. Went and saw the the new Lion King. Oh, how was that? Good, but just the same story. You know, I don't know what you expect. To me, I don't get any like added joy from seeing a real ish lion compared to a cartoon lion saying yeah. saying the same lines, singing the same songs. Whatever. Did you see the previews for the cats? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so are last, you, are you gonna see that? I think I, this wasn't on the list. I feel like I got something. I will see it. I will see cats 
in my nightmares at night. Yeah. It is so scary. So I was in a restaurant or I was in a bar getting ready to meet someone at a restaurant last week and um, just killing time. And I was like, and I'm on Twitter and it was like um, the new cats thing came, the new cats trailer came out. Yeah. I was like, Huh. And then like immediately Twitter's like, what is this? Right. Oh my gosh. How terrified is this? The cats are the size of cats, but they're really humans, that whole thing. And yeah. so I, I would started watching it and I watched it in this bar and was just like, could not control myself. Like two yeah. spit. Ta- it was horrifying. Yeah. Jason Derulo and Taylor Swift are in this movie. Yeah. Idris Alba. He's bigger than He's better than that. You would think, I mean, it's just, it's loaded with celebrities. Ah, um, I don't know what to think about it. I'm not a big fan of like cats in general, nor musicals, but I feel like I kind of need to watch this. I hate the musical cats. I hate cats. Yeah. There's no way I like this. I'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> and the only one that looked like not scary was Taylor Swift. Yeah. I will have nightmares about a lot of it because some of them were like kind of hairless and some of them were wearing clothes. There was the the <laughs> white James, hairless thing. Like James Corden was like dressed as like the penguin as a cat. Well, he's I a think. fancy cat. He he's, was a fancy cat. He's a fancy cat. He's a house cat. Yeah. But like, I don't know why Taylor Swift looked like kind of sultry as a cat. And then other ones looked, did not look good as a cat. No. And I don't like the idea of a sultry cat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Let's go to our last Mount Rushmore of the week. Um, I don't really, yeah, because I don't have another rant besides the Lion King being stupid. But whatever. Um, I am really, movie news, I'm excited to see the Quentin Tarantino movie this weekend. Oh, you're, I need to see I got to make time. I feel like. That looks so good. I hope Uh, he does it well. I hope so too. Uh, Next Mount Rushmore is about cereal. (laughs) Uh, What is your Mount Rushmore cereal? We mentioned this a couple weeks ago. This is probably the best idea producer Brian's ever had. Um, so we'll start off. I'll start off. Uh, my number one spot is Lucky Charms. Lucky Charms. Yeah, okay. I, love, I love the cereal part of Lucky Charms. I'm not, I don't divide. I don't eat the marshmallows first. And so I go total combined. I'm going to give you two. We'll snake it. I'm going to do Honey Nut Cheerios as my healthy-ish cereal. I True. think it's just fantastic. Yeah. And then my really unhealthy is Fruity Pebbles. I think it's the king of all unhealthy cereals. I agree with you on that. Uh, I had a conversation about honey yesterday about how it's basically bee poop, uh, but delicious on Cheerios. So right? good. Yeah. My two, I'll go to, I'll go Cocoa Pebbles. Oh, that's good. Because um, I like you get a beverage afterwards. <laughs> yes. And then uh, Wheaties. Oh, that's a good one. That's my healthy option. Yeah. I always feel like I was an athlete. I would, it was really like whenever I played a sport, I would have Wheaties in the morning. Never helped me. Yeah. But whatever. My next one is Raisin Bran. Man, it's just old school. Yeah. So good. And I think you have to put some sort of flake cereal, like another flake, like a Frosted Flake or Corn Flake. Yeah. It's kind of the... the I'm with you. Yeah. Frosted Flake. Can't sure. go wrong with that. Like if you're in a hotel lobby, you're getting the Frosted Flakes. Oh, easy. Again, and a great beverage afterwards. Yeah. Sweet milk afterwards. Yes. Not bad. Uh, my last one is Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries. Oh. Love them. And my kids love them. And so like it is... Not horrible for me to buy the family size, like the giant box in like three days we're out. Yeah. Here's my worst. Oh, we're going to do an Everglades. Yeah. Brian Peterson with that. Notes. Notes. Um, Mine, I had Captain Crunch on there as a worst. Regular Captain Crunch? Yeah. Cuts up the roof of your mouth. It's really bad. Is it different with the Crunch Berries? Uh, Yeah, it's a little little different texture. My next worst is generic. Like those giant, like ten pound bags of generic oh my cereal. Gosh, like what's man. going on? I, mean, I can spend more than a dollar fifty on ten bags. Ten pound bags. College, go to like right. the save a lot and buy like a ten pound 
this is crunch captain crunch but it's like yeah it's like Cap- admiral yeah. smash yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some um, some military ranking and a synonym for right. crunch i really love uh, that next is grape nuts that's horrible yep um and then any of the gimmick cereals so I have a few examples, gimmick cereals, like Pop-Tarts, Oreos, Cinnabon, S'mores, Cookies and Cream. That is a joke. What about Cookie Crisp? Cookie Crisp is fine. Yeah, okay. Most probably because only because it was been around since yep. the 70s, but Cookie yep. Crisp can do. There's my Himalaya. Do you have one? Um, Himalayas of cereal. Um, Raisin Bran is uh, on there for me. I just don't yeah. get it. Um, uh I would say the all crunch berries of Captain Crunch is the <laughs> you're, worst. You're a Captain Crunch enthusiast. I am. Uh, I don't. I mean, it's hard to imagine. I don't know, producer Brian. How many how many boxes of cereal do you have at your house? Four boxes of cereal. That seems like a lot, right? Well, he has two young kids, like right. you do. So I've got six boxes of yeah. cereal. I think if you have two young children, you probably have I three I to six. All right. I mean, I'm, I know I checked the, I checked this morning. There was like Special K with some kind of berry, Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, Cocoa Crisp, Honey Nut Cheerios, yeah. Wheaties. And then I have like a couple of those like the miniature boxes. Yeah. Like Apple Just Jacks. Case, yeah. Yeah. Frosted Flakes. Oh, it's so crazy. Um, anything else you want to talk about with cereal? Do you get into hot cereal? Do you ever oh, heat up cereal? I love before? the um, maple brown sugar. And yeah. my wife, my wife makes some blueberry um Oatmeal yeah. with fresh blueberries in it. Hey. So if you if you take blueberries and just freeze them, and then you make some oatmeal, and as you microwave it, you just throw in some blueberries. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I'm really into um, the oatmeal, like the oatmeal packages now. They've kind of this is innovation. Yeah, they have like, they have the measurement of yes. how much water or milk genius. you put into it now. It's genius. How did that take? 50 years. Why? Yeah. Who owned, I, you'd have to buy a measuring cup right? just to measure that out. Um, I love the idea of cereal. You know, I, you knew me. I went through a phase where I ate overnight oats every yes. day for like two years. Yeah. We bring them in here. I love oatmeal. Yeah. Man. And now like I'm in this thing, like I love uh, yogurt and granola. Yeah. Unbelievable. We're kind of skipping into cereal and breakfast now, but yeah, all cereal. All, yeah. <laughs> Can't do it without it. Um, that... Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 24, Season 2 of the IntelliCast podcast, as always, brought to you by EMI Research Solutions. Please email us if you'd like to be a guest on ours or the new spinoff election Adam Dietrich podcast called Polecats. No. Uh, but you can email us at IntelliCast at EMI-RS.com. Uh, find us on Twitter, EMI underscore research, IntelliCast1 on Twitter. My own personal Twitter is Adam Jolly. Do you want to talk about Parler or Twitter no, or anything? I'm done with it until... I don't know. I've closed the tabs on my on the uh, on there, so I'm not on. It's over now. Probably over. I might come back. Who knows? Uh, next week, as again, please tune in to the spinoff podcast for Adam Dietrich and learn a little bit more about polling. Um, and we're super excited about it and expect more. We're going to have more guests. We'll have more segments. Maybe Dietrich will talk a little bit about what he used to do when he was a kid. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining in. We'll see you next week for episode 25. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.